1: Here's your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome. It is a Wednesday here on Roto-Grinders. It's the Daily Fantasy Fix, and I am Dan Bach, all brought to you by our friends over at Fantasy Draft. Thanks them so much for uh, sponsoring the fix, and if you haven't played over there in a while, give them a run this baseball season. NFL coming up as well. they got some preseason offerings and, of course, uh, I've been hinting at the live final for NFL. I'm excited to see that they're going to be offering one. Of course, they've got their golf uh, live final this weekend. Best of luck going out to uh, Grant over at roto Grinder, So, hopefully, he can uh, take that down. But uh, they're going to be having something for NFL and cannot wait until that is unveiled to you. And, uh, again, if you appreciate a lot of the free stuff that we have here, like the happy hour show, this podcast, then make a deposit over there, give them an opportunity to earn your business, and uh, at the best rake prices you're going to find anywhere, uh, pretty much in the DFS space right now, they're doing rake-free head-to-head games, which they're not limiting the amount of games you can play. It's incredible. So if you're playing head-to-head, you might as well give them a look with uh, commission-free games over on Fantasy Draft. Uh, Today on the podcast, uh, we got a lot to talk about, because yesterday... We got new rollouts on FanDuel and DraftKings for this NFL season that uh, I have got to opine about, and then we've got baseball tonight, 10-game slate for you on a Wednesday, so uh, that's what we've got lined up for you. Let's uh, jump on in with it, and we'll start with the industry topics, and uh, we'll start with FanDuel. You know, uh, a year ago, they rolled out their friends leagues, and uh, I was fairly critical of this because I thought that the concept was good. But I think the implementation of it was very, very poor a year ago. Uh, the way that it was set up, you know, your leagues didn't run for cash if not everybody uh, put in money each week. Um, there was, you know, it was just kind of sloppily done. Like there was no accountability to people, like in terms of like calling it a season long league and, uh, and uh, a and DFS league. It just didn't work because um, honestly, the the one thing that they really needed to do was if you wanted to make it a season-long league, well, in season-long leagues, everybody pays their money up front, and that was something that they didn't offer. Well, they fixed things up a good bit over at FanDuel with these uh, championship friends leagues, where now it's set up more like your season-long league, which is great, um, in that everybody will pay whatever the fee is up front at the beginning of the year. If you want to do a $50 buy-in, you can do a 50. If you want to do a 100, you can do that. If you want to do... I don't know if you can do as low as five. I haven't looked, they don't have the specs up, but I'm guessing that they can have a number of different buy-in levels for your group. And um, uh, in terms of how many people you can have in your group, I'm not sure. I think I saw somewhere 20 was looking like the limit, but uh, don't quote me on that yet. Again, these aren't live yet on the site. They had the press release out and uh, they basically have a, you know, notify me when they're ready to uh, hit the market. So they're not out yet. So, um, basically, going on what I've read uh, in articles and press releases and whatnot. So, but either way, you know, you can set up a league with your buddies before the season starts or at any point in time while the season is going. And everything is upfront in terms of the payment. And I think that's important because that was the biggest problem I've heard from people with these leagues last year was. Yeah, it sucks. We set up the league, but unless we've got you know the right number of people paying in every week, it doesn't run, and uh, and that was frustrating for for people. But if everybody's putting their money in up front, there's accountability for them to play, and uh, obviously as the year goes on, they compile the uh, the records uh, up the you know th- so you basically have a new drafting team every single week, but. Uh, you know, the totality of those drafts throughout the season are added up, and then you find out who your winner is. And one thing that they're doing that you don't usually get in your typical season-long leagues is, uh, you know, obviously with the playoffs, Daily Fantasy is very relevant. Week, eight, uh, week 18, or excuse me, Week 17 is very relevant because in DFS, you're just redrafting every week and you don't have to worry about players sitting. So there are a lot of aspects that I think are really beneficial to this setup, and uh, I think that this is what they should have dropped last year. I think that the game that they that they dropped last season was flawed. It was an attempt for them and DraftKings. I don't want to set, you know um, you know uh, just single out FanDuel here. DraftKings probably had similar problems with the way that their um, that their leagues were set up, and uh, I you know commend FanDuel for taking that feedback and making the appropriate changes to it this year. And one thing that I did read as well is that uh, apparently, you know, the commissioner can decide to take a certain portion out of the total kitty to award like the highest score for that week. So, you know, if you do a $100 league for the season and, you know, you want 10 bucks each week to go to whoever has the highest score that week, that really drives incentive to people to keep playing Every single week, it's something that we actually do in our se- regular season-long league um, as well. Where if you have high score, you know you get uh, a little bit of money for that week. So that's something that they added to this, and uh, and I'm excited for it. And I'm and I and I want to really commend FanDuel for for doing that. The one the one fix that I would make though is that from my understanding is they can't the commissioner can't tweak how long the league runs. Where uh, if you start it today, it's going to run probably through the end of the playoffs. Where um, in an ideal world, you should be able to set it, okay, we want to run a six-week league. Or we want to run one that runs through week 17. Or we only want to one, run one that runs three or four weeks. Like I, I think that the one thing to remember, and I know that it's always more complex in coding and making products the more bells and whistles you add... But the more options you give players, commissioners, the more um, interested people are going to be in in these things. And I think that's one little thing that they missed out on. Because you know, if I run a league, um, not necessarily am I going to necessarily really want to run a, all one league all the way through the playoffs. So um, this gives you an, you know an opportunity to kind of set that set that limit but from what I know that's not implemented in this iteration so hopefully that's something they can build upon next year and it'll be interesting to see if these things um you know become more standard and whether they transfer across other sports I think it makes a whole lot of sense because you know the 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 fact of the matter is you know season-long fantasy football is not a flawed game season-long um fantasy basketball is a flawed game Uh, because you've got rest the final week or two of the season when you've got playoffs and blah, 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 and it's just too long. And then season-long baseball, not really a flawed game, but it doesn't capture the attention of people. Like, you don't necessarily need to be running a, you know, uh, you, you run fantasy baseball. Like, it's hard for people these days, especially younger people, to have the attention to grind that out for six and a half months. So setting these games up with different parameters, different you know length of season, I think is really, really smart and I expect them to, uh, to potentially you know do more along those lines moving forward. But uh, this iteration way better than they came out with last year. And uh, I'll be curious to see if Draftkings does something different or similar with their leagues. They'd be best served too. Because if they don't, then hands down, in my opinion, you're better off playing on FanDuel than DraftKings with that current setup. Uh, I just think it's far superior than having people have to pay every single week. Have them all pay it up front. And then draft their teams every week. People don't draft. That's on them. The money's already in. It's it's credit to the people who do go in and, and that and and end up playing. But the factor of the matter is, you know, if you require people to to pay every week, eventually people are going to flake out and not do it. Uh, so good job, Fanduel. And then DraftKings uh, had a big media day, I guess, out in New York yesterday. Invite must have got lost in the mail. I don't know, but. Uh, one announcement that they did have, which was was terrific and something that I've been banging on their door for going on like three years since they bought Draft Street, was to uh, bring pick'ems, uh Pick'em style games to their uh, to their platform. And this is something that uh, if you played on a site called Draft Street many years ago, this is one of the things they had. And I was surprised that you know when that transition took place. They didn't. Uh, they didn't end up implementing them. And I understand, you know, that uh, you know, because they had. They uh, Draft Street was a really innovative site. I mean, they had snake drafts, they had pick'em drafts, they had uh, salary cap. They had three different game styles on their platform. Might have been overkill considering the the time that we were, and the fact that there wasn't major liquidity in daily fantasy at the time. But they were far. Uh, far ahead of themselves in terms of, you know, game development innovations. And, you know, that was one of the great things they had going for them. So when I when DraftKings bought them, I thought, you know, okay, well, they're buying this platform. Um, you got to think they're going to implement some of those things from this platform. But they never did. And, and I understand, um, you know, snake drafts, that a quick creation of a snake draft type of game, lobby, whatever you want to call it, there's a lot of dev work that goes into that, especially when you consider um, the desktop versus the mobile, and that it's just a completely different kind of style of game. So I understand like that was something that wasn't going to happen overnight, but I also think they've dragged their feet way too long on that front, they and FanDuel. And we've seen you know a, a site like Draft take major, major market share in this when... If FanDuel or DraftKings would have offered it, it would have been that much more difficult for them to do that. And they basically turned it into, what, a $40 million valuation, I think it was, with that Patty Power Betfair acquisition. So they really allowed a competitor to enter this space when they should have built that technology up. They absolutely should have. Um, But I understand that particular technology was going to take a lot of tech to accomplish. And um, But I think maybe looking back, that's one thing they wish they they probably could have done. But pick'ems, for me, were just a simple ad that they've never been able to accomplish. And I, if you don't know what it is, basically what this is, is a tiered pick'em game where you've got eight tiers, I believe, and maybe eight to ten players per tier. And then you pick one player in every tier. So you're going to have an eight-man team. And, um, it's going to be dependent on who you pick in each particular tier. So, and it sounds like, you know, that it's it's simple. Well, guess what? It is simple. Like there is no salary cap involved with it. It's just picking who you think is going to score the most players. And it's your, still your team versus the opponent's team. So if you could still, as far as I know, at least previously, you'd been able to do head to heads, you'd have these in tournaments and et cetera, but, um, but the, uh, the concept was was very, very simple. and uh, But there's still, you know, competitive edge to be had in this. Maybe not as much as you have in salary cap, but I think that's also a reason why you offer it is because it's a simplified game that, you know, the edge for the sharp players is going to be a lot smaller than you have in the salary cap games. But it was so easy. It's so It's so easy to set up. That I was surprised that they they weren't able to do it until now, and I know that they had to rebuild this new kind of platform. Which of course we've got the arcade mode on. Uh, which after that discussion with Mark over there, at DraftKings, you know, he made the um, uh, basically put forth that it's going to be easier for us to implement new things now that this new quote-unquote platform is built so maybe we'll see some more of these type of innovations out there but uh pick is going to be just a nice easy kind of casual game for you uh out there and it's something that it was a long time coming and I'm happy that DraftKings did it uh I'm curious to see if we see anything else though you know it, yesterday was the was the big kind of media push I didn't hear anything about arcade mode NFL you gotta think they're gonna do it um but but I haven't heard anything on that front. Uh, FanDuel didn't launch uh, NFL Mixup, so not sure about that. Um, but then again, you know this is still like over a month before the season starts, so there's lots of things that can fall between then and now. In terms of the games offered, DraftKings two million dollar, uh, uh, two million dollar, or excuse me, one million dollar first place prize in a five and a half million dollar millimaker. maker. 20 dollar buy-in and then I think I saw a 20 entry max $3 uh 1 million dollar contest out there which is pretty impressive if they can pull that off at a 20 entry max uh you know I've kind of been of the opinion that uh I like that the lower dollar buy-ins do have entry limits I just don't think all of them should have entry limits well if you are Somebody likes to play $1 or $2 games and you like to build 150 lineups in a lineup builder, you could do it on FanDuel. I looked over there and uh, their low-dollar GPPs for NFL um, still do have 150 max. Now, I hope FanDuel also goes forth and offers more and more limited entries. I think I saw 150 entry. Uh, tournament out there, but I don't have a problem at all with them do with them offering some 20 entry max at a low dollar level. But I am happy that I can still mess with lineup builder on FanDuel this year and not blow up my bankroll because that's one of the things that I just love to do. Uh, and we can do it over there. So uh, that's the latest updates for us today in regards to uh, uh, daily fantasy football preseason. Get started in just. Uh, not I guess it already got started, but tomorrow's the big day. A bunch of games on the slate for tomorrow, so uh, get excited. DFS uh, football is pretty much here, boys and girls. And uh, we're going to be unveiling our premium product here in the very um, not-too-distant future. So there's the NFL talk. Now the Roto-Grinders talk for you as we've just launched our premium chat. This is for any premium member of FanDuel DraftKings or Fantasy Draft, and uh, this is uh, something that should be pretty awesome for you to uh, be able to talk with experts. We're going to have a schedule each and every day of guys like Notorious, Cheese, Meansy, Head Chopper, guys like that who are going to be in the uh, chat talking with you one-on-one about the slate, so that's pretty cool in a chat type of format, Uh, and then Kevin Roth is also going to have a dedicated channel over there in the premium chat where He's going to be giving updates. He's still going to do his morning forecast on Roto-Grinders, but if you want the -the up-to-the-second information from him, uh, you're going to have to be a part of the premium chat to do that. Uh, Last week for him here on Last Call, uh, starting on Monday, he will uh, just be giving those updates in the chat. So we wanted to uh, basically strengthen our premium product and make it even better for those of you who who do subscribe. So uh, this is one of our ways to do that is to uh, make Kevin accessible to those people who are premium members. So uh, be on the lookout for that starting next week. Uh, but the premium chat is here already. Just click chat at the top and uh, and you can uh, check it out for yourself. And if you're not a premium subscriber, be you should be number one um, and a number of different things. And again, we don't even have our NFL out. But remember, you can do three hundred bucks for the year that's the price on the annual and that gets you nfl nba pga nhl nba did i say nba twice i don't know basically every sport that we offer mlb uh you get it all for 300 bucks and that's going to include all the bells and whistles and premium stuff that we have and uh new stuff that's coming along for premium so you can't beat the uh, the value in that. So, certainly wanted to push that forward for people who have not subscribed. Uh, better, better deal for you if you buy the annual as opposed to going monthly. But, uh, if you want to go monthly, you can do that. And remember, 7-day free trial. If you're interested in seeing if it's worthwhile, well you get seven days of it absolutely free. And the best bang for your buck on that is when you do it when you got sport crossover. So now you can do seven days, you can get uh, PGA and MLB, and not too long, you'll be able to get uh, NFL, PGA, MLB, all that kind of stuff. So uh, again, per month gives you everything. It's not per sport, like I know a lot of people do. So therefore, Uh, Check it out. Think you'll enjoy it. Uh, All right, uh, let's get to baseball for tonight. We've got a ten-game slate here on the docket, and we'll start with our pitching options. Not a whole lot to get super excited about here. Just at the seven o'clock slate, I think we're going to be actually spending up on bats potentially on DraftKings and you know Fanduel. You don't have an eleven K guy to look at it starting pitching. So uh, let's get into it. We'll start with Gio Gonzalez. Here today, you know, uh, the couple of uh, models that I look at early in the morning when I get started with the research for the podcast had Gio Gonzalez as the play on single-site FanDuel, single-pitcher site FanDuel. But the interesting thing is, neither of the two models that I looked at particularly liked him on DraftKings. So uh, he's popping on one, maybe not on the other. And you look at the salary and He's 8,900 on FanDuel. He's over 11K on DraftKings. And uh, with some maybe better value to be had at starting pitching on DK, um, I don't know if spending – I think I actually agree with what those models are saying here. So – uh I'm okay with him on FanDuel I suppose for the salary you have on him he's going against the Marlins I said it last night like why do you pitch to Giancarlo Stanton I don't care if men are in base right now you walk him and he's going to be in a nice matchup versus Gio here uh who you know he crushes lefties he and Azuna Real Muto all really good spots that does worry me a little bit I don't love the makeup of this slate so I don't know how heavy I'm going to play it i uh, still got to chase some more PGA Millie Maker tickets tonight on DraftKings, so uh, I'll take a shot on a handful of uh, ticket cues over there, but uh, i just not super comfortable with him, and maybe that sets me up a little bit better for playing DK than on FanDuel, um, because he's really, really cheap over there, but he's been outstanding, um, no question about it, better than I think anybody's expectations have been on him so far this season and uh you know his previous start came against Miami and he gave you 29 DraftKings points in that game had 24 against them a little bit earlier this season and opened the season with 22 so he's got over 20 in every single start versus them DK points so uh he certainly had their number this season uh moving on Yankees and Blue Jays Tanaka against Tepish man Nick Tepish is in the league Oh, my goodness. Stack the Yankees tonight. Nick Tepish is awful. Um, Tanaka, eh, you know, Blue Jays starting to, not as a team, they're not really hitting the ball well, but Donaldson obviously is right back to uh, kind of what we saw a year ago over the last few weeks. Uh, Tanaka's been all right. You know, over 20 in three of his last four starts, 9,400 on DraftKings, uh, 9,300 on FanDuel. On the road, though, in that stadium, I think I'm just probably going to punt, but I don't think he's out of play tonight. Uh, Detroit and Pittsburgh Verlander I, I I just think this Detroit team quit I mean I just don't think they really care I mean Chad Cool dominated, dominated them yesterday uh, and the salary we get on him it, it's pretty steep at 10-5 but he's been steady here uh, what four consecutive games over 23 DraftKings points uh, always pitches deep into the game and this matchup versus uh, Pittsburgh it's you know, it's, it's okay. Total sitting at nine. Uh, if you want to spend up, you can go there. I, I think I'm saving likely a pitcher tonight. Uh, Porcello Odorizzi, no thanks. Travis Wood, Wojciechowski, no thanks. Sean Newcomb and Jared Eichhoff. And uh, i am got some interest in Sean Newcomb here a little bit. He's 7,200 on DraftKings, 6,900 over on FanDuel. Fantasy Draft, he's checking in at fourteen four. And, yeah. Uh, I, I just don't think the Phillies are a good team. And I know they finally got to a Tehran eventually in that game yesterday, but this guy's strikeouts pretty impressive. Seven in four and two thirds, four and five, nine and six, five and five, seven and four. Uh, I think there's big strikeout upside here against the Phillies. And I like this depre- this kind of decreased salary. You've got the the Braves as a minus 147 favorite, which is pretty significant for them. and uh, And I think, Newcom in a pretty good spot here so uh, I definitely like him today as an option for my teams Colin McHugh against Miguel Gonzalez uh man it sucked when you had Donaldson double donging you had Conforto home run you had Freddie Freeman home run you had Cespedes home run that was how my day started yesterday for one fan duel team that I had I was like up to second in the uh grand slam again And, you know, again, you can't get excited about anything where you are until the first game's end. But this was like six innings in, and I'm like, oh, or maybe even five innings in. I'm like, okay, I got four home runs, and, oh, what do you know? My pitcher hasn't even started yet. Boom, sauce. And then, lo and behold, I look at Dallas Keuchel, and I say, oh, my goodness, what did I do? Uh, Dallas Keuchel, lefty versus the White Sox guy who's been terrible. He was cheap over there. And it was a GPP lineup, and uh, I basically crossed my fingers because you saw what Sale and Kluber did yesterday. Uh, they just put up epic games, and pretty much every winning lineup was going to have one of those guys in them. And uh, But four home runs, uh, five home runs actually, I was like, okay, I got a shot here. Like You got to have those home runs. And then Keichel pooped himself in the opening inning, and then that was it. But Colin McHugh here gets the same White Sox team that I went down yesterday. And that I don't think is particularly good. And he pitched pretty well against Tampa his last outing six strikeouts and six innings. Uh, 19 DraftKings points didn't pick up the win. Uh, at 8,886 on FanDuel, uh, this isn't a terrible spot for them. And, you know, he's a minus 205 favorite. Miguel Gonzalez here uh, on the mound for the White Sox. I think the Astros' bats might wake back up. We saw George Springer return, and uh, that's a strong lineup from, from top to bottom. So. Uh, I like McHugh a little bit here in that 8K range. Uh, and then the, the guy that I think I'm going to have a lot of today, Brandon Woodruff today for Milwaukee. He might even be chalk on FanDuel. 5900 is his salary there. FanDuel, he's a cheap option at 6600 Good prospect, and he showed it in that last start against Tampa with nine or six strikeouts in six innings. Did allow seven hits and nine walks, so there's some risk there. But 47 FanDuel points, 25 or so DraftKings points. He's just too cheap. Now, Minnesota's a team who's uh, certainly been hitting the ball really well over the last week. They put up a ton of runs yesterday but it's also a lineup that just doesn't scare me a whole lot from top to bottom Bartolo is on the mound for Minnesota today so you know uh, the Brewers are going to be in a good spot to score runs so I think Brandon Woodruff is a tremendous option tonight and a guy that uh, I'm looking to roster a good bit and then lastly I kind of called it with the Dodgers in Arizona yesterday I said that line stunk and uh, sure enough you know, Jake Lamb went nuts. Diamondbacks get the W. And the line kind of stinks again today. Alex Wood, who's been a top flight pitcher in this league this season, is minus 120 here against Arizona. Now, Zach Greinke's on the mound tonight, who's a little bit better pitcher, of course. And, uh, you know, going against LA, let me see if he's faced them this year. Uh, One start, third start of the year did not go well. Gave up 10 hits, only had one DraftKings point. But uh, besides that, he's Kind of been all over the map, and I'm not paying 11k for him against the Dodgers. I'm not going to do it; just too expensive. And uh, Dodgers can still hit, but I do feel like I would have expected LA to be like minus 140 favorites here uh, in this matchup with how well they've been playing and how good Alex Wood is as a pitcher. And uh, you know, we saw him have a bad start there against Atlanta. And then bounce back the last two games, 16 and 14, good, not great. Like, there's zero chance I'm using Alex Wood tonight. There's no chance I'm going to kind of go there. uh, Because you almost wonder if is it fatigue hitting him because he was rock solid for about a month straight, two months straight. And then last three starts have been lukewarm. Seven hits in six innings, eight hits in seven innings, uh, only 2Ks, 5Ks. Uh, I I don't think there's something wrong there with him, but – Dodgers kind of on cruise control right now, you know, their best record in the league. Um, You know, the favorites for sure, I think, to win the World Series this year. And uh, I just expected different numbers than Vegas is putting forth here tonight. So, I'm all off the pitchers in this game. Uh, am I am I loading up against him? Probably not. Do I mind one-offs of J.D. Martinez and Paul Goldschmidt or A.J. Pollock against the lefty like Alex? What I don't. Those guys are great hitters versus lefties in a great ballpark here tonight. But I, I think they're just one-offs or a GPP stack is what I'd do with that. Uh, all right, let's get to. The bats here today, and again, our friends at Fantasy Draft, I always tell you this, but just a reminder, if you don't like catcher, you don't have to play one over on Fantasy Draft tonight, but with that said, you might want to play a catcher today, because uh, I think there's a really good chance that uh, that Gary the Goat sends one out today against Nick tepish Uh, 352 Woba, 216 ISO so far this season versus righties. And, uh, I really like him a good bit. 4,100 on FanDuel, 3,500 on DraftKings. Nope, flip that around. 4,100 on DraftKings, 3,500 on FanDuel. I think he's in a, a tremendous spot here tonight. And, uh, I think if you can make him fit and you should be able to make him fit today based on how the makeup of this slate is, not really spending on pitching, he's a guy I would definitely be putting into my lineups uh hopefully the Kevin Smith min salary dong paid up for you yesterday as he he went he went yard against Keichel probably not rolling him out there today against Colin McHugh I'd probably expect uh, uh Omar Navarez to be on the mound or uh, behind the plate for the White Sox tonight uh value wise though let's see again I'm not gonna be dumpster diving probably tonight uh, Brian McCann looks a little cheap on Fan or on DraftKings at 3500. Uh, he's 2900 over there on Fanduel as well, so uh, I don't mind the uh, salary on him. I think Manny Pena against uh, Bartolo Colon really solid. 331 wOBA against righties this season and a 173 ISO, so he's hit that handedness really well this season. Uh, if you're looking for some Arizona exposure. I think he had a home run yesterday, but Iannetta solid numbers this season and limited at bats versus lefties, but he's been good versus that handedness. So he's a guy to, uh, to consider a little bit, but, uh, yeah, give me some Gary Sanchez tonight. Love him and the Yankees. Uh, all right, let's keep going ahead on over to first base today. And, uh, our boy, Eric Thames is 3,700 on DraftKings and he gets Bartolo Colon. You can sign me up for that one pretty much all day, every day. And, uh, I think he's, uh, certainly in an amazing spot price per dollar. He should be, uh, popping in, in most of your lineups here tonight. So, uh, definitely like Eric Thames today, uh, Freddie Freeman against, uh, against Jared Eikhoff, who's not great against left-handed pitching. And you look at, uh, you look at Freeman, I mean, elite hitter. I called it yesterday. He was one of the most likely guys I felt to hit a home run, and he hit a home run. So I, I don't know if I feel as good about him today, but uh, he's he's fine today. But 5,100 on DraftKings, very, very pricey. But against Eichhoff, I mean, 454 is the WOBA for him against righties so far this season. Just incredible. Uh, Zimmerman against Adam Conley for Washington. I like him a little bit tonight as well with an over 300 ISO and 400 WOBA versus left-handed pitching so far this season. He has dominated that handedness of pitcher. Miggy Cabrera down to 3K on DraftKings. Oh, mama. Didn't think I'd see that. Ivan Nova on the mound for uh, for the uh, Pirates tonight. Uh, you know, you look at... Miggy, he's got, what, two hits in his last one, two, three, four, five, six games. Um, That's not good, but, man, he can easily send one out. At 3K, you're going to find – you're not going to find much better value than that. So uh, you could roll him out there. I'm not hating the play. Matty Adams, again, potentially as well against Eikhoff, his struggles versus lefties, and uh, Adams solid versus right-handers this season. Uh, Goldschmidt, 5,500 is a big price to pay, but just, you know – Really good numbers for his career versus lefty. So I get it. Uh, And that's probably it. I think you're going to see Thames is probably your chalky kind of cash game play against Bartolo Colon tonight. All right, moving on to second base. And uh, we'll start with Jose Altuve tonight. You know, Miguel Gonzalez, 5,600, the salary for Altuve. But again, I think if you're using guys like, uh like Sean Newcomb today or um you know going down to Brandon Woodruff you might actually be able to afford a guy like him so uh certainly you know you've got to look at things in perspective like you might look at that salary and say wow that's huge and it is huge when you've got Chris Sale when you've got Corey Kluber when you've got Max Scherzer you've got Clayton Kershaw but it kind of changes a little bit in my eyes when you've got You know, Brandon Woodruff, who's way underpriced on the slate today. So uh, Jose Altuve, pretty elite option for us tonight. I love picking on Bartolo Colon, but I just don't think that nerd Eric Sogard is a guy that I can ever roster. So I'm probably not going there today um, against Bartolo Colon if he is in the lineup tonight. Uh, Let's see. We've got... Uh, Brad Miller against uh, Rick Porcello at 2.5. Super cheap price tag on him today. Uh, could be in play for some of your lineups. This is a really bad spot. That's where, like, Altuve is just standing out as a as a superb play tonight. Uh, let me give you one here, though. Um, let's see. Is it uh, Josh Harrison? Uh, he's a guy to uh, consider in this matchup versus the Yankees against Tanaka. Tanaka's all over the map. Like, he can get hit up. So, uh, I don't mind him a little bit at second base today. And if you're... uh, Let's see. Uh, That's probably all I'm looking at today. Uh, Let's keep it going. Second base is bad. I might just put Altuve on there and move on. Because, man, those names that I threw out there, they kind of sucked. So... (laughs) See, I get a lot out of this, too. Like, I hear what I'm talking about and I be like, ugh, gross. Let me just do the obvious thing here and and not get cute with it. Uh, third base, again, on DraftKings, we've got Freddie Freeman as third base eligible. So he might fit your builds a little bit better there. But uh, we get Travis Shaw today against Bartolo at home. He loves, you know... Feasting on right-handed pitching, a 408 Woba for Shaw this season against uh, against righties. 4,400 is not a cheap price tag, but uh, he's a guy that uh, I think is in a pretty darn good spot today. I don't hate Longoria as well against uh, Rick Porcello. His numbers kind of swung a little bit. You know, for a while early on, he was just elite versus lefties. Righties is season 342, 189 ISO, so I like him tonight. Uh, Jed Jerko got off the Schneid yesterday, so he's probably gonna like. Uh, he went from five percent owned yesterday to probably like twenty five today at two point nine k. But again, do we need to pay up for pitching to afford that? Uh, I'm not really seeing it on today's slate. Uh, Hernan Perez over at third base and outfield as well against uh, Bartolo could be a guy that uh, you want to roster tonight. Uh, and. Yeah, those are the names that uh, that we've got. Oh, Todd Frazier versus Nick Tepish. Ooh, that's a sexy play tonight. I mean, I usually don't play a lot of Todd Frazier because he seems to be all or nothing. I think he's only got, what, one home run maybe since he's uh, come over to the uh, American League, maybe two. He might get one tonight uh, against Nick Tepish. Tepish is He's not good. Um, all right, moving on to shortstop, and DD Gregorius gets that matchup versus Tepes, and he's been outstanding versus righties. Really is progressing to a nice player, 381 Woba, 235 on that isolated power. So uh, I like him a good bit tonight. And we have talked uh, previously about Zach Cozart against lefties, and he gets Travis Wood today who's uh, done, I think. He's just not a good pitcher anymore. 488, the Woba. 328, the uh, ISO for Zach Kozar. 4.6 is a big price tag to pay, but I think this is a reason why I'm looking to like pay down at pitching is because I'm just not loving the value plays for us at you know some of these positions. Like Secondly, I don't want to play Alcides Escobar. I don't want to play nerdy Eric Sogard. I don't want to play those guys. Adam Rosales, no thanks. Don't want to play him. Miguel Rojas, no thanks. Don't want to play him. And those are like the price per dollar guys that are are popping here. Uh, One name to throw out there, though, is uh, Xander Bogarts. You know, uh, we've talked about him a lot here on the podcast, how he hasn't been good. But uh, I did say yesterday he had hits in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven consecutive games. Well, yesterday he made it eight. And no, he did not make it extra bases, but he did have three of them. So three singles for him. Added a stolen base and a run scored. Maybe he's starting to heat up a little bit. Too cheap on FanDuel tonight at 2700 Uh, And playable on DraftKings at 3-2 if you're not going to go get Cozart. Uh, okay, let's uh, final spot for us. Moving to the outfield. Uh, yes, J.D. Uh, Martinez versus a lefty uh, has just great, great numbers. Again, you can use tames at outfield on DraftKings as well. He's got dual eligibility. So those guys really, uh, really pop for me. Price per dollar, maybe on uh, DraftKings, Corey Dickerson against Rick Porcello. Porcello's just not good, gives up a ton of hard contact. Um, maybe been a better at points throughout the year, but you know this isn't the guy who won the Cy Young a year ago. And he's 3,400. That's just way too cheap. So a nice fair and balanced salary on him today against Rick Porcello. Aaron Judge, I'm fitting him in every lineup I think I have on DraftKings tonight. If I'm setting the, uh, we'll see what the prop is on him, but he's going to hit a home run tonight. Like me some Aaron Judge. Uh, Let's see. A few other names for us in the outfield. Uh, Ryan Braun, 4,300. Again, against Bartolo. I mean, there's your outfield. Dickerson, Judge, Braun. Like That that feels like it should be your outfield. Uh, You've got a smoking hot Giancarlo Stanton against a lefty, so I get it. Just pitch around him and then I don't get regret that I don't play him, just pitch around him, please. But uh, if he's getting to pit, get pitched around, then he's going to get on base. You know, might not be a bad cash option because if they pitch to him, he'll probably send it yard. If they pitch around him, he'll at least get on base and maybe score some runs or something for you. So hes uh, I don't think he's going to get you a zero tonight by any measure. Uh, so, yes, those are... Definitely, again, I think outfield's pretty cut and dry tonight in terms of uh, who you want to roster. Mookie Betts, um, 4500 big salary on him tonight, but we can make it work here potentially. Uh, he is on my list of options. Let's see. Uh, Adam Duvall hit a home run a couple days ago, gets Travis Wood tonight. Uh, big number uh, next to him tonight, but pretty good matchup here versus Travis Wood and uh, a decent uh, implied run total, and uh, Josh Reddick as well tonight, uh, batting third, 5K is a monster number to pay, but uh, we've got an implied run total close to 6 for Houston, so didn't do a whole lot yesterday. That could easily change quickly tonight. All right, there you go. That's uh, the outlook for your contests uh, this Wednesday evening. We thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Dan underscore Bach. Check us out uh, over there uh, on Sirius XM tomorrow. That's right. No podcast for me tomorrow because I got the call up to do the 10 o'clock show on Sirius. So me and Beer are going to be chatting tomorrow, get you ready for some preseason football and uh, be on the lookout for that tomorrow morning uh, over on the old Sirius XM. And, uh, and of course, Grinders Live today. We got uh, early show happening right now in progress. And then of course, 4.30, 5.30 going live with you as well, then. But uh, I'm out of here. Thanks so much for listening. Back again Friday. Mangone's going to have you covered uh, as I'm heading to Chicago for the FanDuel final. But I'll catch you back here on the podcast next week. And appreciate Fantasy Draft for all their support. Go over to their site. Play on there. And uh, allow us to continue to bring you free content here on roadgrinders.com. Till next time, I'm Dan Bach. Wish you best of luck tonight through the weekend. We will see ya.